Welcome to the Joy Revolution Podcast, where you'll stop letting the chaos of adulting fuck with your joy of living. Because can we all agree that adulting is a lot? All the responsibilities, obligations, chores, all the things you gotta do so that you can look like you've got it all together. But that's only half the story. What about how your life feels on your insides? How come no one ever taught you about that? I'm Elizabeth Wallace, a certified integrative life coach here to school you on the essential skills of working with your internal world, your emotions, your nervous system, your bodily sensations, and your thoughts so that you can close the gap between a life that looks good on paper and a life that actually feels good to you on your insides. Let's dig in. Hi, and welcome back to episode 27 of the Joy Revolution podcast. And today, we're going to talk about having hard conversations. And I'm going to break this down clean and simple for you so that any conversation that you are feeling uncomfy about will hopefully become a lot more simple for you to have. Because that's the very first thing to know about hard conversations. Our brains want to make them really complex. We want to overthink them and ruminate about them and be anxious about them and worry about them and procrastinate them, right? And so I want to give you two two essential components for having hard conversations that will make it a lot simpler for you to have them. And these will apply to the the large, I would say the majority, though I'm not going to say like every single, single, single conversation because I don't know. Um, but you know, having a hard conversation with your mom about the holidays and your plans Having a conversation with your boss, asking them for a raise because you really feel like you are not being compensated fairly. As a boss, having a hard conversation with an employee who isn't performing at the level that you would expect or you would hope for them, right? Having a conversation with your partner about what's not working for you in the way that you split up tasks or manage the household. A hard conversation with a teacher, right? This could... This applies to, this is going to be so helpful for so many of your hard conversations, okay? And let's just also name something, which is like, isn't it just true that after you have the hard conversation, you pretty much always feel better? So what we're looking to do is to cut down on the drama and the procrastination and the anxiety and the energy leaks that happen before you have the conversation, Okay, and this will also apply to during the conversation. I'll get to that in a second. But these are the two essential components that you need to bring to the table and sort of focus on instead of ruminating about all the possibilities of how the conversation could go. Thing number one that you need in order to have a hard conversation and to make it easier and simpler for yourself to do so. Clarity. Clarity around what it is, if you are initiating the conversation, what it is that you want to make sure that you say. Okay, asking yourself a question like, what do I want to be sure that when I get up and leave, 
I have said this. Like, if I have said this thing, I will feel like this conversation has been a success. What is, in its most basic, simple, simple form, what is the exact thing that I want to communicate? Okay, another area of clarity that you'll want to think about is what specifically am I looking for from the conversation? What information am I gathering from this conversation? What, in terms of clarity, would a successful conversation look like? How would I know that this conversation was hard, yes, but successful in the end? Right, so clarity number one around what are you bringing to the conversation? What do you want to say? Clarity around what you are looking for from the conversation. If you are gathering information or insight or clarity from someone else. And then clarity for yourself around what would be a successful conversation. You know, what do I, what do I want to make sure that I'm coming away with? Right? This will all keep it very simple, right? If you want to tell your boss, hey, I'm leaving this job that I just took six months six months ago and felt like a really good opportunity at the time, but is no longer feeling right for my family, that can carry a lot of emotional drama, right? A lot of guilt, a lot of angst. And, you know, the way to cut through that noise is to ask yourself, okay, what is just true? What is the most simple thing that I want to communicate? Okay. Next, the next component is the, um, this is literally like the key to everything in life. <laughs> you know, tucked into episode 27 of the Joy Revolution podcast. And that is to expect that they, the person you are having the conversation with, will have some emotions about it. They're going to feel some type of way about whatever it is that you bring to them. And you know what? That's expected, that's normal, and that's okay. Where we spend most of the time dramatizing in our brains and ruminating and trying to figure out the exact right way to say something so that they feel less bad is we forget you have no um, control over how other people feel. You cannot force someone to feel a certain type of way. So all of that time and energy that you are spending trying to figure out the quote-unquote right way to have a hard conversation is, to be honest, wasted effort. Because it's never going to go exactly the way that you hope it will. And no amount of thought or maneuvering or manipulating is going to help that. So instead, pull your energy over to wrapping your own mind and your own emotions around, yeah, they're going to have an emotional reaction. I might tell my boss, hey, this job no longer works for me and my family. I have decided to take something else that has better benefits and more flexibility, and that is what I need right now. And then you should expect that she might be disappointed. 
or that they might be upset or mad or frustrated. Those are all really normal feelings for another person to have. And it's honestly a little bit unfair for you to try to get them to feel a different type of way, right? That is manipulation. That is not anything that any of us want to do. And so that points to your own discomfort with other people's emotions. If you are trying to figure out a way to, you know, help people feel less bad or, you know, explain away or justify what it is that you have to tell someone in a hard conversation, that is simply you trying to not have them feel bad because you feel bad about them feeling bad, right? You follow? And so when you can really like work with yourself and say, okay, yeah, it's going to make sense if they, they might be frustrated. Maybe they're going to yell. I don't know exactly what their emotional reaction is going to be, but they are very likely going to have one. And then to focus on how do I comfort myself and soothe myself in that moment and sort of ready myself for that so that I can allow them to have their emotional reaction and not have it activate me as well. Okay, because their emotions are their emotions, just like how your emotions are yours. And so just because they are having emotions doesn't mean they are yours to take on. And so this is one of the most important skills that you can gain is soothing yourself around other people's emotions and recognizing that it's okay, it's not a bad thing for other people to have emotions. That's just simply themselves signaling to themselves in their, in their body language through their sensations that, whoa, something's coming up for me around this. And, and wouldn't it make sense whenever you have a hard conversation that stuff is coming up for the both of you? But hard conversations get a whole lot easier When each individual person takes responsibility for their own emotional reaction, um, response, and soothing of those emotions. I I see a lot of people, when they have hard conversations, say it's someone who, let's take this example of um, quitting your job when you feel like guilty about it. One thing that can very easily happen is you say, I'm quitting my job. Your boss has a big um, emotion that makes you uncomfortable. And you say, you know, but you know, I'll, I'll, I can stay for as long as you want, you know, and help out and make the transition. And you all of a sudden drop your own boundary around your own capacity in order to make them feel more comfortable so that you can feel more comfortable. But We can actually skip a step and a whole lot of extra work when you just focus on soothing yourself when you are feeling someone else's discomfort. Okay. And some ways to do that are simply to remind yourself, hey, it is normal for them to have an emotional reaction. Right. And two, their emotions are not my responsibility to take on. I think I've used this analogy in another podcast, but I'm going to bring it back and use it right here because I think it's very fitting. 
I want you to imagine that you are walking along the street and all of a sudden you look down and you see that someone has fallen into a hole and they're like, help, hey, I've fallen into this hole. Now you have a couple of different options, right? Someone who is taking on the emotions of their boss who's disappointed, they would hop down into the hole with that person. But what good does that do? Right? Then you're both stuck in the hole and no one can get each other out. Right? That is you taking on their emotions and swimming in them as well and having them affect your behavior. Another option is to um, just simply keep walking like, la, 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 I don't hear you. I don't hear you. Right? And that person just gets louder and louder like, hey, hey, why won't you see me? Why won't you help me? Right? And that is you kind of um, pretending that, like not having any, any give or any compassion or any openness for someone else's emotions, right? That is invalidating and ignoring someone else's emotions. And so in the scenario of your boss, it might be you just sitting like literally stone cold and be like, nope, nope, this is it. I am leaving. Nope. And just like not, not having a conversation about it. Okay. And then the third option is where you say, oh my gosh, oh wow, I see that you have fallen into this hole. Okay. Let me, let's figure out a way to help get you out. Right. Maybe I will reach down my hand and pull you out. Maybe I can get a ladder. Right. But because you are not down in the hole with them and not speeding by, ignoring them, you actually create space for them to get out of their hole. Okay, so in this in this analogy, we're talking about their emotional response. And so one thing that I teach my clients and I encourage you to do as well is to plan your clear, concise, simple, uh, I don't know, statement's the wrong word, but like the thing that you want to share in the hard conversation, the thing that you want to make sure that you say And then plan in for yourself. And then I'm going to let there be space. And I'm going to let them have their reaction. And while they are doing that, I'm going to subtly take inhales in and slow double exhales out. All right, I'm just going to breathe. I'm going to remind myself that I'm okay. I'm allowed to have said the thing that I want to say. They are allowed to have their emotional reaction. And right now, we're just sort of letting those two things happen. Now, while they're having their emotional reaction, right, as I have just discussed, the tendency is to reach out of ourselves and try to reach across the table, uh, you know, energetically, metaphorically, to help them with their emotions. I want you to pull that back And while they're having their emotional reaction, I want you to notice yours and soothe your own emotions. Because nothing good comes from two activated people trying to work through something. Really wonderful, productive things come from two grounded people who have allowed their emotions to rise and release. And that's what we want to happen in hard conversations. So you say your thing with clarity and simplicity. 
They have their emotional response. And while they are, you soothe yourself around your own discomfort of them being uncomfortable. You can take double exhales out. You can shift into peripheral vision. You can come work with me and I'll teach you all the tools for what you can what you can do, right? But even just telling yourself it's okay that they are having an emotional response and I'm okay when being faced with that, okay? Now, on the flip side, okay, say someone comes to you with a difficult conversation. They catch you off guard, Right? Maybe something you, wasn't, you weren't expecting or maybe your boss is telling you that you were not living up to expectations or your partner comes to you and says something's not working for them. <clears throat> I want you to take this in reverse. So expect yourself to have your own emotional response to someone bringing a hard conversation to you. And again... Focus yourself on soothing your own emotional reaction. Of course I feel this way if my boss is telling me that I haven't been doing what they thought I I was going to do in this job. I'm not fulfilling the role to to their expectations. Of course that feels shitty. Yeah, I, you know, my first response or reaction may be to get defensive or to feel small. Like that makes sense. And I would encourage you to say, hey, you know what? I'm feeling a lot of things about this. Can I digest this? You know, what are the things that you want to share with me? Can I digest this? And then we come back together. Because again, two activated people, it doesn't go super well. And even one activated person, right? We want to be really um, working on having clear, truthful, simple conversations and Allowing ourselves each individually the space to work through our emotions that come up around the, the, the topics that we're discussing. I just thought of a little catchphrase for, to help you remember the gist of this. All right, so historically speaking, many, many, many of us will try to manipulate the conversation, not in like a mean way, but trying to manipulate the conversation so it is less uncomfortable to our own emotional selves. Right? How do I say this so they don't get mad? Right? How, do I, how do I tell my mom this thing without her disapproving? Right? That's manipulation. And I want you to regulate, not manipulate. Regulate your own emotional response to their response instead of working on manipulating their response. So in summary, one last time, two components are get clear about what you want to say, what you information you want to get, and what you want to come away from the conversation with. Clarity, that is step one. Step two is to expect them to have an emotional response, to leave space for that, and to regulate your own emotions while they are having their emotional response regulate. Don't manipulate. Okay? I know many of you are heading into a holiday week. I'm recording this ahead of Thanksgiving. And if hard conversations come up, remember, 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 emotions are normal. You are not responsible for anyone else's emotions, but you are responsible for practicing regulating your 
own. All right, and don't forget that I'm offering single sessions, limited edition single sessions in November and December, where you can work through a very particular issue. Say it is, hey, I want to stop having this emotional reaction when my mom, you know, says this thing at the dinner table, or how do I have this hard conversation with my boss around compensation? Or, you know what, I really just can't seem to make time for myself, but I know I need to. How do I do that? You can come and get coached for one hour by me in November and December. And these single sessions are going away in January when I will be bringing back my longer term coaching packages for clients who want to really dive on in. So the link to sign up for the single sessions will be in the show notes. Also in the show notes, I want to hear from you. Are there topics that you want to hear me talk about, bring guests on about, etc.? I have a, um, a suggestion form for future podcasts because I want to make sure that I'm talking about the things that you want to hear about. So I will put that in as well. And please know that I am sending you the most love freaking ever. Thank you so much for listening. My hope is that every single one of these episodes brings you closer to a life that feels better to you on your insides. And if you're looking for more, you can find tons of tools and tips, ideas, and perspectives on my Instagram at Elizabeth the Joy Coach. And if you're curious about working together personally, you can find out more info about that on my website, which is linked in the show notes. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast wherever you are listening so that more people can join the joy revolution and get out from underneath the heaviness of adulting.